Welcome back to another episode of A Case for the FBI, Cross-Examining Reality. I'm Cassie. And I'm Kristen. And today we are going to begin with some extremely heartwarming news. Is it heartwarming or heartbreaking? Um, a little bit of both, honestly. Okay. Our father, the Lord and Savior. Not to be confused with um, Don klein from last week no no, no no not not that father <laughs> austin malone mm-hmm. is a girl dad a girl dad oh my which gosh he is like pete girl dad i could have told you like as 100%. soon as he found out that that his girl was pregnant girl dad right like there's exactly. nothing and nothing else was in the cards no yeah he's just like I don't know he's just like too gushy I mean if he had a son he would raise him like fine it'd be fine but like he was just meant to be a girl dad I feel like he's such like a soft soul and a yeah. soft spirit that it like it was just meant to be for him like that was the only option here yeah so it's like very hush hush like apparently like him and his girlfriend slash baby mama are now engaged Mm -hmm. we know literally nothing about her other than she's never been in the public eye so she's like we suspected just some random person annoy me yeah and honestly I was gonna say it could be Cassie for all that we know (laughs) I mean I don't think it is but no if it was me people would know (laughs) So that's the question that I want to ask you is that like, if you were in this position where you were dating Austin Post, you're pregnant with his, ch- his child and get engaged, but he kind of asked you to be private about it. Would you like honor his promise by like keeping it secret, not really revealing yourself? I feel like I would have to like, I mean, Honestly, too, it's kind of one of those things where, like, if you're just a normal person and, like, Post Malone is, like, really, like, he's superstar. Yeah, like, people know who he is. Like, I could imagine, like, maybe just feeling like that would be overwhelming, especially, like, if you're pregnant and about to have a baby and then, like, thinking about how you want that child raised. Like, do you want them to be raised, like, in the public eye? Um, Yeah. I feel like if this was like, see, I feel like my problem would have been like, if I got in a relationship with someone famous, I just wouldn't hide it from the beginning. But if yeah. we had already been hiding it, like, I feel like that's not really the time to like, come out when you're like pregnant, creating right. a human, um, huge swollen ankles, <laughs> like can't even breathe. With a little yeah. baby post. Oh. But I definitely agree with what you're saying, because like, if it were a celebrity, it would be like literally impossible to keep all of this hidden. Mm -hmm. So because she is a normie and she's one of us, she's just a mere mortal. I do. I I like that they're doing that. But then also, it just also annoys me too, when people are just so secretive about their lives, which I totally understand. Like, he chooses to keep his life private, keep his girlfriend's identity private everything I understand that but like I need to know I I know I really do hear that like I need to see this baby I need to know this baby's name Mm -hmm. I I need I need answers and I don't think we're gonna get them um but you know how would it how would you feel if it came out that um post named his sweet baby girl Gertrude or something like that would you be upset with like just like a hideous name or just something that you like didn't really like would you be upset or would you be like okay you know that's his life I mean I would be annoyed because I'm like ew like who allowed you to do that but also it's like that sounds like something post might do (laughs) her name might be Bud Light break for all of (laughs) them Bud Light break Malone he has this baby beer bonk and then he's gonna have a second baby Bentley. He has twins. Bentley. <laughs> How nice is that? How do you think he met his partner? 
oh my gosh I don't know like honestly I could see him being like out somewhere at like yeah. this random ass dive bar where like absolutely no one would recognize him and mm-hmm. like this local town girl just came in and they just started talking at the bar like and then like that's the rest the yeah, rest is history rest is history yeah um well that's funny you say that because i'm currently just like reading through his wikipedia page mm-hmm. apparently he lives in cottonwood heights utah what i have, have no you, idea have you ever heard of such a place no i definitely he, thought he still lived in texas yeah he has a multi-million dollar twelve thousand seven hundred square foot home oh my god for what in utah and considering i've never heard, heard of cottonwood heights which sounds also fancy it does sound fancy i wonder if he lives next door to jen shaw <gasps> oh my god maybe they're friends i could see them hitting it off but also what is he doing moving to the mormon state where you like can't really drink maybe he's trying to change himself for the baby like he said yeah that's a good point so it's another thing i was going to ask you how do you feel like this is going to change his like smoking habits drinking habits life habits i honestly kind of feel like i think it's very possible that we're about to get like a whole new post malone next time really yeah like i think wiped up girl dad post yeah like i i feel like i'm not sure exactly what it's going to come out to be but I feel like it's going to be completely different it's not going to be what we're used to does that excite you or scare you excites me because I just think like you know there are some artists where like if they reinvent themselves you're just like oh that's just like not gonna work like when Michelle Branch left the records and tried to like go on her own and be like this like angsty paramour pop princess like that was never gonna work like Uh you can't go from the records to paramour you just can't do it right but he genuinely is so talented like I've even heard oh my god when that man sings country it's just like heartwarming like he just you know I just think he's talented enough that he could completely switch it up and I don't think he'll do like a Taylor Swift thing where he like completely you know she was country but she went completely pop after that I think that if he does which I would love if he did like a a country bluesy r&b like mixed with r&b yeah Yeah, exactly if he did something like that i think that would be great and i think he could still go back to the kind of rap r&b whatever he would be classified as yeah Um, but that's kind of what i'm thinking hoping i can definitely see that too because i'm sure also his taste in music has changed like throughout Mm. this new phase in in his life and that has to have an impact on the kind of music that he makes like if he's starting to listen to more like i don't know what's something that's corny wheels on the bus (laughs) he's gonna be doing baby shark remixes before we know it oh my gosh i actually would not put that past it at all well i think there was a rumor slash this may actually be true that Rihanna was doing a baby shark remix like okay. around when she had her baby I was about to say honestly I didn't know until a few get a few days ago that she had actually had that baby yeah it kind of like flew under the radar a little bit um and I believe that she announced the name as well I'm pretty sure it's a boy oh. um but I mean I guess they're just kind of yeah they're trying to avoid, yeah right I don't now blame them. Your, your daddy's about to go to jail, son. <laughs> I, wonder if, I wonder if Trump can help him get out of jail again. <laughs> He's like, do it for your son. All right, so I got to scroll through all this stuff with um, Chris Brown. I hate you. Okay, where is her baby's name? Interesting. I'm not seeing it on her Wikipedia. Maybe. All right, here we go. On January 31st, 2022, it was revealed that the couple are expecting their first child. On May 19th, 2022, it was confirmed that Rihanna had given birth to a son. So maybe we don't know his name. Damn, I had no idea. Yeah, it, but they probably was like, you know, like a Chloe and Tristan situation where it was like, this baby was literally born at the worst time possible. So we just need to like lie low and not draw attention to ourselves. A hundred percent. And like not trying to completely switch gears because we're still kind of talking about babies. We're talking about baby daddies and baby mamas. Right. Um, I'm not all the way caught up with the Kardashians. Oh. Chloe and Tristan are all the way together. 
But you haven't seen the most recent episode? No, I haven't. This isn't really like a spoiler because we already talked about it, but do you, do you want me to talk about like what's going to happen this week? Yeah. Such what happened last week. Yeah, yeah, so do you remember me. like one of our very first episodes of the podcast, we talked about how Miss Marley, Marley, yeah. whatever her name was, had a baby with right. Tristan. Mm-hmm. The show was following how all of that unfolded and like who found out and telling chloe what happened and like because i guess all this came out because the the woman marley marley um she put out like her statement or whatever on instagram Uh and it just had everybody shook but like chloe hadn't seen it yet so they were all just like bless you they were all just like walking on eggshells until they told her so that's where we're at right now is like right Ooh. before they're about to tell her what happened so oh yeah I'm we're gonna, gonna get see, up I mean if that girl like how many how many chances does a person get I don't know I love a good redemption story you know I like to think the best of people I do believe that people can change not that one but not that one he just he just ain't it like you just gotta kind of thing is, so. is if you watch the show you want to like him yeah i mean he puts on this act for sure and yeah, it's like very likable he's smooth talking yeah. and you know just not, but the thing is like he he doesn't even say like the right things to chloe it's more so he he is i mean he's just like a smooth talker yeah he does the bare minimum but like to her you can almost tell that the bare minimum is like oh my god amazing yeah like he's been going to therapy like okay is he fixed no yeah, no did he going to therapy doesn't mean anything honey did he get a lobotomy to fix his cheating habits right did they cut off his penis like what and I don't know if you've seen this part yet either but like he's basically Chloe's talking about how like you know once you're in the family you're like in oh, it yeah. forever so like mm-hmm. they're always gonna have Kanye involved in the family they're always gonna have Travis Scott involved they're always gonna have Scott Disick Scott. involved mm-hmm. and then Tristan said something about like so I guess you're not getting rid of me huh yeah I'm like, just like is that a threat if I had to pick one it would be you <laughs> god and we know how much I dislike Travis Scott so that's really saying something yeah, yeah. which I guess he and he and Kylie are also all the way together I don't yeah know. I mean I accept that one okay because like I mean I don't really you know love everything that went down but like he didn't really do anything to her he didn't really do anything to her but you know it's it's not a great look that like your partner did something like that yeah. like it's not great it's not great no it's not no. Um, and also I know that no one listens to this podcast for like breaking news <laughs> um but I just did want to tell everyone that we still don't know what Kylie's baby is named oh my god I know I'm so sick and tired of this and it's been four months because the baby was born in february yeah that baby is like gonna fucking walk and talk before we know its name maybe she's waiting for the baby to talk so he can say his own name oh my god they're gonna be like what is your name son and he's like dada and they're like oh my god webster dada webster i love it i mean i wouldn't put it past him oh my goodness Uh, we'll see but then i've also seen online that they might like i mean this is just like a conspiracy theory but i think there's only like one or two episodes left of the kardashians on mm-hmm. hulu mm-hmm. um and they were thinking like maybe they wait to like make it like a cliffhanger on the show right they, you know because it's all about the viewers so just kind of like doing something like that to draw a lot of attention to the show and draw, mm-hmm. like you know mm-hmm. get people intrigued because i feel like a lot of people have just forgotten at this point yeah right because no one really cares as much anymore allegedly if they did at all but now it's just like annoying yeah it's like just fuck. like I mean I know that we're sitting here talking about how we still don't know your baby's name but you're not that special we're just nosy I know I know that's a, like we definitely said that too before the baby was born was like tell me the name so I can think about it for five minutes and then move on right exactly do I like that do I add that to the baby list of names or do I just hate it and move on right 
I mean, maybe she was honestly just too damn traumatized with the backlash, not the backlash, but the feedback that she got about Wolf that she just feels like she was like, I'm not going through that again. It is what it is. (laughs) And it's somehow going to be a name that's like worse than Wolf. Oh my God, I know, somehow. I don't know. Oh my God, what if they like name it Michael or something? I'm not (laughs) surprised. They're like, this is Michael. And his sister? This is Bruce. (laughs) can you imagine oh my gosh that would be so fucked up I'm sorry I said that name was Bruce so my nephew Charlie he's five and he's in preschool and there is a boy in his class whose name is Bruce can you imagine and apparently his brother's name is Woody Is that the silliest names you've ever heard? Oh my gosh, why would you do that to your poor kid? I don't know. Bruce, I mean, that, like, that's, that's not cute. No. At all. No, and you can't make it cute. Stop trying to make Bruce happen. (laughs) It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen, honey, it's not. Um, so of course, as always in the intro, we end back on the Kardashians, as we always do, because, you know, that's life. Um, but I mean, the baby watch continues. Um, well, I guess it's not really baby watch. Now we're on baby name watch. Yeah. Yeah. Because at this point, I can't really think of anyone who I know off the top of my head who's pregnant, who's a celebrity anyways. Can you think of anyone? Mm Mm-mm. I know that there are, like, rumors that Olivia Wilde is pregnant, but I don't believe those. Didn't she just get divorced? Um, maybe, like, two or so years ago. Yeah, but now she's dating Harry Styles. What? Yeah, you didn't know that? Isn't she, like, a lot older? Yeah. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, Um, because she was married to Jason Sudeikis, right? Yeah. And so they got divorced. It's been, like, over corona that she and Harry Styles started dating um and there's like rumors that they may or may not be married to like you know you never know anymore yeah you don't um there of course are rumors that she's pregnant but who's to say oh yeah yeah I mean I can also definitely see Harry Styles being a girl dad yeah like there's no other choice for him no if he had a son it would be tough for him I mean, maybe that's a good thing, though, just with, like, his gender fluidity, like, to prom- to have a son and promote that same sort of, like, feminism and just, like, it's fine if you want to paint your nails kind of deal. <laughs> Who cares? Also, you're a Harry Styles kid, so. Right, you're good. You're, you're going to win every argument anyways. Yeah, you're good. This week's episode, if y'all didn't hear last week, um, we wanted to do something because it is the month of June. It is LBGTQ Pride Month. Everybody should be aware. (laughs) I mean, pride parades all over the place. Um, We thought it would be a good thing to watch a documentary that was in celebration of LGBTQ Pride Month, which this documentary wasn't really celebratory, no. um, but it definitely taught me a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that documentary is The Death and Life of Marsha P. Johnson. And this is a documentary that is on Netflix and it was made a few years ago, a few years ago being like 2017, I think. Mm-hmm um so the title is self-explanatory it mostly focuses on um this transgendered woman in new york marcia p johnson who was killed in 1992 i think yeah they ruled it a suicide it was ruled a suicide but she was found in the hudson river and apparently reportedly had like some trauma on her body mm-hmm. um and everyone in her life by all accounts said that like there is no way that Marsha would have done this to herself mm-hmm. um which I will say like you know you never know what someone's going through I will say that but like so many people in her life you know they like couldn't even it like that wasn't even a possibility so mm-hmm. 
the documentary is following this woman, Victoria Cruz, who is like reopening the cold case of Marsha and trying to do her own little investigation into what happened. Because at this point, they just have absolutely no leads on Marsha's death. Right. Um, so I guess we can first just like jump into like basically what the whole documentary is based around, which is Marsha's death. Um, so like you said, they ruled it a suicide. Based on what was presented in the documentary, like what were your conclusions based on that information? You know, it's kind of one of those things where a lot of the things that were said in the documentary and found, like, you know, they do lead you to think like it is possible, like it makes sense just for, you know, who she was during the time, especially. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like there really wasn't any factual concrete evidence like it was a lot of like he said she said like yeah it was circumstantial she said this and like when I saw her it was this like a lot of it wasn't like oh I found a picture of this bloody fingerprint and now we can run it through the system or anything Mm -hmm. like that unfortunately yes and I think the it was like this whole big thing with Victoria trying to get the autopsy report mm-hmm. um because I guess in New York or I don't maybe this is the case everywhere but you have to have a family member request an autopsy report if you're so not a she medical person right it was like if you were oh if, if you're not like if you're an outsider yeah I think it okay. was like if you weren't medical okay that would make sense so she goes and meets with some of Marsha's siblings Mm -hmm. um and they requested and I think the autopsy report said that like there wasn't any like foul play found on Mm -hmm. Marsha's body even though there was a report that like part of her skull had been fractured at the time of her death or you know rather when her body was found in the river um but there was nothing reported in the autopsy Mm -hmm. Um, but then of course, another thing that was sketchy is Victoria is trying to get these files, basically like trying to get whatever notes that NYPD had on Marsha's case uh-huh. and they were like nowhere to be found. Right. No one could have, and like that lady on the phone, like she was just like, I looked at myself. They're not there. Yeah. She got a bad attitude. I did not appreciate her. Yeah. I was like, do you know who you're talking to? You're talking it's to Victoria. Yes, which I mean, that was when it was later on the documentary when like Victoria also revealed that she was trans. Mm-hmm. I was like, these people are just like strong as hell. They're crusaders. Like it was, I that like it made me emotional pretty much. Mm-hmm. Like just seeing Victoria like doing everything that she could to like get to the bottom of Marsha's death. I mean, ultimately, I I, I feel like nothing will come of it unfortunately yeah but then this also like opens the doors to like investigations unfortunately in the future like of more trans women particularly trans women of color right that was something that I thought was like interesting that you kind of saw in the documentary like I understand where like Victoria was coming from like this was like a really big you know situation in case because Marsha like led so much of the transgender movement and gay lesbian movement like the whole lgbtqa plus community like you know she kind of like helped start the whole movement right but like remember her director was like we cannot dedicate any more resources to this because it's like I understand that this is important to you and it's important to the community but there are people here right now that we are trying to fight cases for and I cannot justify like utilizing our resources for this like 20 30 year old case right that never really like you said it never really whole had a whole lot of evidence going for it in the first place mm-hmm. um and so I mean that I do agree like it is a very noble thing to do but it was it was like no small fee and she's like trying to get in touch yeah. with all of these old NYPD officers that retired 20 years ago and they, of course, like, don't want to speak on it and don't want to, you know, just don't want to be involved in it, mm-hmm. um, which, you know, is their right if they're, you know, not NYPD anymore. Um, 
but like like I mentioned at the very beginning I learned so much through this documentary like it still blows my mind how they started I guess when like Marsha was coming up when she was younger in New York and even dressing in drag was considered illegal okay okay y'all sorry about that we're back so please let me know if you if if you have any more issues um but what I was saying was I learned so much through this documentary because I like learning that even in the 1960s which like my parents were alive in the 60s -hmm. even dressing in drag was illegal right it's crazy that is crazy in the fact that like Marsha that was just like who she was mm-hmm. and she was willing to risk it in her and women like Sylvia they were literally talking about like how they had to like be careful not to let them figure out that they were not women right yes and especially at the time like a few of them were sex workers too mm-hmm. so like having to like, deal with that too and not being caught doing that I mean I can't even imagine like that lifestyle yeah, I thought the the most interesting part to me was I had no idea that there was like such a divide in the like LGBTQ community at first about people who identified as transgender. Like there, were, they showed a part where Sylvia, who first of all was wild as hell, oh my <laughs> god, wild as hell I would just be watching her and I'd be like just why like why girl why she was I guess we'll say a free spirit indeed that was what I was thinking as well but (laughs) I remember I I think she said that she was invited to speak at one of the gay rallies and like Mm -hmm. she was like scared to go up there and then they like kind of pulled her out they were like no never mind and like she goes out there and everything's fine until it's just kind of like I had no idea that there was a divide ever yeah okay I'm sorry y'all if you (laughs) heard that Cassie was freezing for a little bit we got most of it on this end um but if you just like quickly want to reiterate what you just said there was a divide in the LGBT community between the LGB and the T and I did not know that <laughs> what a wonderful way to summarize what you were just saying Thank you. um yeah it that's definitely what it seemed to when you think of like you know old school gay rights movements I think a lot of it was focused on like gay white men yeah like them fighting for their rights never mind the people of color or maybe people who identified as lesbian or I mean I don't even know if like bisexual was a thing but yeah LGB no there's B in there so maybe maybe people identified as bi at the time um but yeah you're right that like they tried to keep these women like out of the public eye yeah almost they didn't want to be included almost yeah which is which is hard to see especially like I said like the the things that these women are sacrificing like just to be who they want to be and be who they are it's it it was really sad to see but I'm you know I feel like we've definitely come a long way since these times obviously obviously there I mean black trans women are still being murdered like they talked about um like the more recent work that Victoria Cruz and her group have done right um gosh I was gonna say something else and now my brain is just a fried egg anyways what was I gonna say (laughs) no (laughs) I know Tuesday booze day (laughs) um you're talking about Sylvia and then gosh I don't know um but anyway so in turn we always got to talk about the production so in terms of the production what did you think just how the thing was presented as a whole I thought it was good I thought they had a lot of really good interviews I like that they had you know, actual video recording, recordings, voice recordings, photos, all of those sort of things of everybody. Um, I honestly, I actually was surprised when I found out that Sylvia died because I thought those video, I thought the video interview was recent. Like I thought Victoria was doing it. Like yeah. I had no idea that it was like an old 
recording and she actually had passed away pretty young too from I think cancer yes yeah I want like liver cancer or something I think they said and they were Um, I mean like literally she was like 40 or 50 but I mean I guess like honestly she did kind of talk about like after Marsha died how she really turned to alcohol and ended up like homeless living in a box like on the beach like yeah you know and she like I, I hope this isn't offensive at all but like she looked like a man like she was not shaving her face like she was not wearing the clothes she would wear she was not wearing makeup makeup. she Mm -hmm. was down and out so I'm just like I can only imagine like how much damage that might have caused and like led to like liver cancer failure situation I'm sure yeah because it either she didn't have like the will to do her to do her makeup and things and shave and things like that like you said or the money to buy these like elaborate outfits that they were known for wearing and at the time I just don't think she even cared anymore yeah she was so like lost and devastated after Marsha's death like it was like she just didn't even care yeah yeah um I mean fortunately of course like the work was picked up and then continued but I mean just seeing the outcry of like you know they talked about how Marsha was like the queen of New York City like she was such Mm -hmm. a big deal and then seeing what happened after her death just like the people that would come out and protest it made me realize like damn she really was that bitch like she really was a big deal and all she just wasn't afraid to do anything right right and what you were saying earlier about the videotapes and stuff I really like that too because it honestly felt like a lot of this stuff like people were watching for the first time like they found all of this old footage Mm -hmm. of like you know gay protests in the 70s and stuff like that yeah I feel like a lot of it was her roommate Randy like I feel like he had a lot of the videos and the hoarder yeah (laughs) literally and then okay like kind of jumping ahead but like at the end when Victoria like tells him like about that phone call that he missed or didn't get or something from like the mob or whatever oh yeah and they said something like if you don't get us our money or whatever it was they wanted like you're gonna end up like that girl Marsha or something yeah yeah that was very interesting and like kind of hard to follow to be honest okay that's what okay (laughs) that's what I was gonna ask you I was like where did she get this from how did he not get this message like I was really confused yeah because like you said there like there were concerns about the mob yeah and I I mean you know the mafia and groups like that I guess but um it again was like all kind of circumstantial stuff Mm -hmm. like they it may or may not just have been like paranoia um but also the night that Marsha died I guess she had told a friend or someone passed her on the street and she was paranoid that someone was following her right but Um, then there was a lot of discrepancies about the timeline of the last person who saw her mm -hmm. it's just like it's like oh good another kink in the chain it's like right like and also like this was like 30 years ago like these people probably remembered a lot differently than it actually happened at this point right right um and they said something that we haven't brought up that was kind of like floated as an idea is that her death may have also been accidental yeah like they were talking about because she was right by the Hudson River like walking on this boardwalk thing so it is possible that she could have like broken through the boardwalk I guess they were kind Mm. of insinuating um which would have been obviously terrible thing to happen Um, even if she was that paranoid and telling people that she thought somebody was following her and like if no one was following her but she felt like someone was she could have started running and like yeah falling because she was like panicked like I, I really I mean I personally think that there was something more to it um but like if I I feel like you know if I was on a jury case about this I can't be like there's no beyond a reasonable doubt like this person did it yeah also not not quite clear to me too because her 
her body was found in the Hudson River. Mm-hmm. But then they they make a big deal about how her body was then carried up like onto the boardwalk. Yeah. And that's where like a lot of people saw her body laying there. Yeah. So I don't know if it was like the police who got her body out of the water yeah. or that was and then people fished it out yeah yeah or like how they would even get her body up there like that yeah um but of course like that that spot where her body is found is where they like memorialize her and like mm-hmm. leave flowers and things like that um so that isn't quite clear to me either because yeah. like they say it's a like they, they had i think like she may or may not have drowned but it, i don't know that's what it said on the autopsy report was okay drowning. okay but and then i remember there was something too that like one of i don't remember who it was exactly but he mentioned that he was one of the people who found her body and he said he saw like a hole in her head or something yeah and yeah they they had a, it was like a doctor or something like it was someone who was like reputable like they didn't just get some joe schmo like <laughs> talk about they didn't who. ask us unfortunately <laughs> yeah because i would have had a thought or two um but they were essentially saying like whatever organisms exist in the hudson river like it was very possible that there was a hole in her head but it really was just like the tissue falling off of her head like decay yeah mm-hmm. yeah the medical the medical examiner guy I was very hopeful for at first because I was like oh shit like they got a professional out here he's gonna mm-hmm. tear the roof off this place like he's gonna find the truth but basically he was saying like I mean like you've been saying there wasn't a whole lot there he proposed that decomposition yeah theory so it it was kind of a bummer, but also again, like the autopsy was kind of was kind of shoddy, and that may have been too. Like, if her death was ruled a suicide at the scene, then maybe the protocol is different for an autopsy. You know, like maybe they weren't looking for certain things. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Okay, but see, what I'm wondering at this point is why are we not utilizing mediums to talk to murder victims and figure out what actually happened? Like you're telling me that Teresa from Long Island Medium would not love to meet with Victoria and some other pals, gal pals, boy pals, whomever, and channel Marsha? I think she'd be there in a heartbeat. She'd be there in a heartbeat. And I definitely feel like it's worth a shot. I mean, in a situation like this, the ratings of watching something like that, I would be instantly hooked. They really should do a show like that. Just because murder is so popular and mediums yes. are so popular, they should do like a crossover. I would watch that a hundred percent. I don't episode. know why no one's done it yet. Like a, a murder specific medium, it's always like dead grandpa medium right and you know honestly like I understand if it can't like you know it's not gonna be able to be upheld in court like whatever that's Mm -hmm. fine but like you could provide closure to a lot of people especially like these unsolved ones like we've got whole series multiple different series about unsolved cases Mm -hmm. call up Teresa call up what's his nuts the Tyler Henry yeah yeah call him up also, I mean, Teresa's the Long Island medium. She's literally right there next to New York City. Yeah, she could just take the train in. Couldn't be any easier. That is interesting. Maybe maybe mediums say that for whatever reason, you know, they can't connect to, to murder victims for whatever the reason. Or they're like, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But I mean, if they were for real, they would try something like that. That's what I'm saying. I think it's genius. I'm almost like, should we patent this idea? <laughs> I know. That's what I'm like. This has to have been done before, but like, we would know. Yeah, we if it existed. No, we would know. I feel like, I feel like maybe there was like an episode of Tyler Henry's Netflix show where like he tried to help people solve a murder, but he didn't like Wasn't channel it the... his own family. That's that how he can't do it. Yeah, his grand his grandma murdered people or something. Oh. You remember that? I remember him like walking them around a the field and being like, "Oh, I feel like something happened over here." Like yes. he wasn't channeling 
anyone in person. Like he wasn't talking to anybody. Because it was his family. So he said he couldn't like channel his oh. family. I think that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it was like too much emotion. He couldn't separate the emotions or something. I don't remember what it was. I see. Okay. But yeah, he oh. did. It was his family. So that intervened with that. I see. Okay. Well, we'll have to get a non-familial member, family member. I'm, there's there's got to be someone in New York who's willing to give it a shot. That's what I'm saying. That sounds like a great time. Um. So even though this documentary was kind of a bummer, it was, you know, really sad at some points, what are your, like, overall takeaways from it? Um, I mean, I'm hoping that honestly, like maybe it'll kind of like regenerate interest in the case maybe and like maybe, you know, the police and things like that will actually take it more seriously. And Mm -hmm. at least like, I feel like what everyone is asking is just like, give it one last thorough thought through like Mm -hmm. at this point we're all like anybody who watched the documentary like that has a brain can we can all with a heart full of love and joy and happiness say right they did not prove that this was not a suicide or an accident etc right if they just if we all just knew that the police just were like okay let's take a fresh look at this case we're actually gonna give a shit like I think that people would be satisfied with that if they're like hey guys we understand why this is important to you we did our due diligence there's nothing to reflect on like we gave it the old college try exactly so I'm hoping that maybe it kind of you know reopens some like discussions on it or whatever and then you know I hope it's kind of a reminder of you know, how far we have come, but also why we need to continue moving forward. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Like, even if, even if we can't get any new information about Marsha, like still bringing attention to like, oh, these trans women, particularly trans women of color who are being murdered, like whether it's hate crimes Mm -hmm. or just like, just being violently assaulted. Right. Like they need the attention and they need people who will who will um prosecute the the people who are involved the people who did it right I remember something Sylvia said like when she was at the march that she was like getting booed at and stuff like she said something along the lines of like these are your brothers and sisters that you're like leaving to the wayside to be attacked and you just like don't care Mm -hmm. and it's like you've like I hate to say like you or you all to like make it like y'all did like <laughs> y'all came up with this group name and included it in there like mm-hmm. but then it when only when it's convenient do you like kind of accept and stand behind the true meaning of lgbt right that is such a good point that is such a good point like feeling that every single letter of the alphabet mafia yes that's what my favorite youtubers like to call it I love that actually is is included and like feels represented even though I understand now like you know there's a ton of different letters that people have added on right yeah but it's still like part of the same movement and like hopefully people are feel like they're being um recognized and appreciated Mm -hmm. for like the role that they have right and the movement um so this was definitely like a history lesson for me in terms of like you know learning where the lgbt movement came from and like i had heard of marcia p johnson before and something I'd that ne- i would never even heard of her before i've heard of her just in people you know specifically around pride months like people saying like you know celebrate pride pride is awesome but then also remembering women like marcia and sylvia mm-hmm. who like sacrifice so much and put everything on the line like for this movement um I they they mentioned it um briefly um but I will be I will be dead honest I still don't know what happened at the Stonewall riots yeah the Stonewall in riots they like briefly mentioned those because I know that was also a really big moment Mm -hmm. um in the movement and I know because the Stonewall riots took place in June right that's why huh was it 69 something like that yeah yeah that sounds about right 
Um, and that's why June is Pride Month. So that is something that I just like want to put upon myself that I need to learn more about. Because like I said, they referenced it. Like I think Marsha was involved. Um, but yeah, it wasn't a huge plot point of this specific documentary. Okay, so apparently they were a series of spontaneous protests by members of the gay community in response to a police raid. Oh, that's right. They raided a um like a bar or something. Oh yeah. In in Greenwich. Yes. The police, yes. Okay. Yeah. I do remember them talking about it. It it was like, I can't remember exactly what they said, but I think it was like low-key like a gay club but like that was illegal yeah yeah it was people who were transgender but that was like not accepted and illegal because they were cross-dressing yeah something along those lines and the cops raided it and so those riots were in response to that raid I see okay interesting that's good to know um because it also kind of felt too that like like I mentioned earlier and like you said like cross-dressing and dressing in drag was illegal at that time but it didn't seem it didn't seem like something that was like sought after and like like they weren't that strict about it but then obviously in this case here like the police chose to crack down on the gay community obviously by going into the Stonewall Inn yeah exactly and doing the raid yeah I mean maybe they just like day-to-day didn't care but if they were like okay like we can get a whole group of people like maybe we should do it that way I don't know oh my gosh and then meanwhile all the gay men are dealing with the AIDS epidemic and <laughs> that's the whole thing I'm just like they didn't even really mention that but that I had that in my head that like and lesbians are still out here dating mediocre white men to get through the day I mean what are people doing I'm not sure <laughs> All right. So do you have any parting thoughts, last minute thoughts on the death and life of Miss Marsha? Um, I would say I definitely, I mean, the only reason I'm not giving it a 10 out of 10 is because I really don't want this to come off bad. It wasn't that it was boring. I learned a lot, but like it very much was like a history documentary. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I did enjoy it. I learned a lot. I would suggest anybody who wants to be more knowledgeable on the subject, a hundred percent, definitely give it a watch. Yeah. It was not boring in the sense that I was like, oh, I'm going to fall asleep. But it was like one of those things where like, oh, that's interesting. I feel like I might have to take a quiz after this. <laughs> yeah. Look at it. Like some parts definitely felt like slow moving, mm-hmm. you know, um and it was very like informative it wasn't really you know it's not to like blow your mind entertainment right um but I mean I mean that's truly fair like a 10 out of 10 that's like the best thing you've ever seen this isn't the best thing you've ever seen and that's okay yeah but it's also good to like go in with the intention of like I knew going in like this is not something that's like gonna blow my mind like it's about a historical person in a historical event like right it's gonna be like that so I feel like going in I knew like okay I'm gonna learn some new stuff like I'm definitely gonna learn a lot of stuff that I didn't know but mm-hmm. I'm not like sitting here like oh I'm gonna be sitting on the edge of my seat <laughs> I can't even I can't bear to look away yeah exactly but it was good and I would suggest anybody to watch it I think it was very informative yeah I'm happy that we did it yeah um I thought it would, I mean, I've been wanting to watch it for a long time, and then finally, like, I'm glad that we took this opportunity to watch it together and talk about it, and I hope you guys watch it, too, and I hope you enjoyed it, and as always, let us know your thoughts. If you have any, like, hot takes about what happened to Marsha, or if you have a way that you can crack this cold case or know any mediums that want to talk to Marsha, yes, let us know. Um, If you're listening to us on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. Pretty, pretty, please. Um, And you can follow us on Instagram at a case, the number four, the FBI. Um, Or you can send us an email if you so desire. We are a case, the number four, the FBI at gmail.com. And again, I apologize for the whole internet issue that we had earlier. It was a little dicey there for a hot minute, but we got it together. Thanks, Joe Biden. Welcome to Biden's America. (laughs) 
gas is five dollars a gallon and we can't even record the podcast oh my gosh this is like we might as well be living in north korea he doesn't want to see us shine (laughs) he doesn't want the pod queens to do what we do best he's afraid of what might happen um so i know we kind of talked about it last week and by talked about it i meant we literally came up with this idea as we were recording um but did you want to set anything in stone for what we'll be doing next week do we want to do the teen mom situation i'm definitely down for it i'm definitely down especially if we're able to watch um like the og 16 and pregnant yes we'll see if we can figure out where to watch that that's the only kind of hang up that i have is like are we gonna have to buy something to watch it yeah or maybe they're on youtube or something but the thing is if you watch it on youtube sometimes it's like in 10 different parts right right exactly (laughs) um so we'll definitely do some research um into that i know like a ton of my friends are teen mom stand so I feel like a lot of people are going to be excited and I'm just excited to see like baby Amber and Gary fighting at 16 and things like that Um, I'm looking forward to it so we'll definitely keep y'all posted it will be a surprise guys it's either going to be teen mom or something else something else something (laughs) else which by the way I watched that documentary on Netflix um keep sweet pray and obey yeah I started it recommend i was so sad it was over i literally was like i got distracted by tiktok five minutes in really yeah i need to give it a a good honest to god i'm sorry oh my gosh i watched it in two days which is like unheard of for me like i cranked out three out of the four episodes in one sitting Wow. Okay. Yeah. I need to give it another shot. Obviously. But that's also, I mean, I'm twisted and I'm into specifically Mormons yeah. and cults. And when you put those two together. F-D-L-A. <laughs> F-L-D-A. F-L-D-S. Oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, them. Um, I was, oh my gosh. I wish I could go back in time so I could rewatch it. <laughs> like again for the first time. <laughs> so can't recommend that enough maybe we'll, maybe we'll do that okay. but i'm hoping that we'll be able to get this team on stuff figured out yes I'm excited. We will investigate oh my gosh sadie is looking like she just did crack cocaine and woke up from a nap <laughs> look at the camera did she do crack cocaine during the nap wow that I hair don't know what she did she like can barely see one of her eyeballs like her <laughs> hair's over her eye she's like okay that's enough <laughs> she's camera shy oh gosh all right y'all well thank you as always for listening this has been episode 22 hope you guys enjoyed it and happy pride month of course yes happy pride um and we look forward to talking to you all next week bye bye